0: Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Tommy Hawk's Axe House. Tommy Hawk's is the biggest axe-throwing venue in the Midwest. Veteran-owned and operated, Tommy Hawk's is run by a former U.S. Army Ranger and his family. If you're looking for an awesome place to kick some axe with family and friends, then Tommy Hawk's is the place to be. Tommy Hawk's also makes customized axes and tomahawks for those that want a unique piece to add to their collection. I just received my customized modern cowboy tomahawk, and I am beyond thrilled. Check out some photos of it on our Instagram feed, and once you see it, you're going to want to get one for yourself. So whether you're chopping wood or hitting bullseyes, Tommy Hawks has got the blade for you. Check them out at www.tommyhawks.net, and also check out episode 116 of the Modern Cowboy Podcast, where I interview the owner and hear all about their story. So hey, check them out at TommyHawks.net, and tell them Dan at the Modern Cowboy Podcast sent you.
1: Where are you cowboys and
0: cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the Modern Cowboy.
1: desert and riders on the wind i got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me i ain't got much but i'm free i've always been one to do it my own way making my living between the saddle and the stage i don't know nobody nothing everything i got's my own some say i'm just a man to the bone i'm a cowboy yes i am i was born to rope and ride
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast, uh, home of the Modern Cowboy brand designed for the cowboy and all of us. Uh, I've got some big announcements that are be- going to be coming here pretty soon. We're really excited about it. Can't say anything about it yet, but probably in one of the next uh, probably in the next podcast, we'll be able to announce it. So we're super excited about that. So stay tuned for that. I also want to give a big thank you and shout out to Wyatt Hicks in Minnesota. Uh, Wyatt, uh, he sent us a shout out in a video where he was horseback taking care of cattle, and I believe it was 28 degrees. Uh, I posted it uh, on Instagram in our stories, you can check it out, but it was 28 degrees and it was snowing at the time. So he he gave us a big thank you for keeping him entertained with the podcast, and we appreciate that so much, Wyatt. So our hats off to you. Today on the podcast, I'm really excited to have our guest. I actually learned about her and her company in a previous podcast I did with Alan Sanchez of Alan's Lids down in Texas. Uh, he's a hat shaper. He's got a hat store now. And anyway, during the podcast, he had mentioned uh, this brand of hats, Taquino hats uh, that are made in Italy. This company's been around for, I believe, 150 years. So I looked into it a little bit, a little bit further uh, and it's just, it's one of those things that's just to me is... Super cool. One, the, the history behind it. Two, it's it's in it's in Italy. It's a 150 year old company. The heir to this company and, and the person that's running it now. I'm not even, I'm not sure if she goes by CEO or president or what. We'll find out. We'll let her tell us. But uh, uh, Juliet Takino, she is she is the head of that company now, and they 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 make you know cowboy hats western hats fashion hats and and other apparel as well but uh anyway i'm just super excited to talk to her hear more about uh her company and uh what their plans are so without any further ado julia welcome to the modern cowboy podcast
2: thank you thanks for asking me
0: um first off i've got a comment on your hat uh that you have on right now uh, uh It's very fashionable, very beautiful. It's just basically, uh, it looks like an open crown with a flat brim.
2: That's it. Well, it's not very flat. There is a technique to make the brim roll up in this way with a flange and a block, but it's maybe, you know, a different process. Kind of flat.
0: Yeah. No, I I see what you're saying. Now that I see because it's just set back on your head. I see it's got that flange on it, and you've got a large ribbon band on it as well as a bound edge. Is that that sand-colored hat by chance, or what?
2: We call it cream. Cream, okay. But yeah, it's a light color.
0: Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. So thank you. Let's let's just let's talk a little bit about you know the history of of your company and your family, and and, and kind of go from there. Well, yes,
2: um, it started everything in 1863 and uh, my great-great-great-grandfather started this company and uh, just a little shop. But our town, uh, I'm originally from Alexandria, uh, is very, very, very renowned for hats in general, felt hats. And um, during the centuries, uh, this town used to hire about 2000 people involved in the hat making process and there were you know a lot of different companies around here and yeah moreover is like on the side of my grandmother we also have a history of hat making and uh, is dated in um, the 16th century so this area is full of it was full of hat makers so right now there are just few companies in this area that are doing hats in general and we are specialized now in cowboy hats we started making obviously classic hats and then through the century we developed all the techniques to make basically every kind of felt hat that you know from a top hat to a bowler or also those, uh, you know, Napoleonic kind of deals, Mm -hmm. very, very, very different hats, you know, every sort of felt hat is something that we can do. And uh, my father, 35 years, about 35 years ago, decided to work making cowboy hats because, uh, you know, people are riding horses in Italy too and in Europe too. And since hats are supposed to um, be used for a certain need, you know, like riding horses or being outside, we decided to supply this market, you know, of people that are enjoying uh, life outside. And we developed those hats and they were like Australian hats. And then we moved to cowboy hats and, um, you know, kind of my father I think was one of the bigger promoter of the Western <coughs> in Europe right. because we kind of started when everything started in you know 35 years ago there were not very much people interested in the cowboy lifestyle and uh, everything that means like Western so we just helped to spread the word around and giving our contribution Mm -hmm. to that and uh and yes I'm the last (laughs) I'm the last one and uh and uh, I decided to see if these hats that were proven solid in Europe should, should be like good for the American market too for these other AB users um and uh Two years, three years ago, almost, uh, I decided to find out, and uh, I came there and started working through shows and uh, basically to understand to understand what was going on, you know, understand your culture because I never been there and so it took me a while to figure this all out you know what you like and uh, what's the real need and uh, the size that you are using Uh, but you know as a start we have a good quality product and uh, we kind of know I guess how to make it done and uh, we just have you know I'm a good listener and I think that It helped me so much uh, taking care of people and customers around the last three years. Uh, And yeah, I'm very confident and people are happy. So, So, we'll make people happy.
0: Yes. So, you guys just introduced your hats to the States over here about three years ago, then, right?
2: Yeah, it was like a start. Three years ago, uh, I opened the it's the American branch uh, of Takino. Mm-hmm. So I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm the owner mm-hmm. of that branch that we have there, and um, and we do the part of the trading from Italy to the United States, and uh, that's how we started right. bringing our hats there and uh, attending shows, wholesale and retail shows, and uh, and who knows where the future will come. Uh, Will let us go, you
0: know. Yeah, it, it, we'll- it's it's interesting when I was talking to Alan because Alan he, he's he's really high on your hats and and uh, he he said that you guys have a a process that makes them waterproof. Um, and this this something is this patented or just a uh is this just a family secret?
2: Well, uh, it's one of the reasons why our hats are doing pretty well mm-hmm. in America. And everywhere because people are really needing something valuable, I think. Mm-hmm. That that's that's our policy. Always trying to give people more mm-hmm. because the less, you mm-hmm. know. If you can give something more, you'll just have it's like people recognize that. Right. And uh yeah, the waterproof treatment is something that we have on our hats since uh probably twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. And um it's uh, something that we add in the felt, and um, but after that, there is also a different technique to make the hat itself. We use a different process. We use uh, a very old machine in between the process, and um, there's just one of them in the world. So the hat's more solid and elastic when you shape them, so they hold they hold the shape pretty well, right. and uh, and plus yes, they are they are water resistant. And we use great raw materials for uh, the accessories, like uh, all the leather that we use is a very fine leather made in Italy. Mm. You know, there is so very you know very good leather here and silk liners. Uh, and plus we can be flexible, so we can create different styles, uh, or we can just uh, help other people like you know, all these amazing people that I met through the years that are shaping hats and, you know, it's, I'm, I'm so very happy that there is there are people like that in America because they really appreciate uh, their job and uh, I think they are real artists and uh, I'm very happy to collaborate with them to bring these products out to people to to try and to use and be comfortable with them, so it's like, great. I mean, I'm amazed because yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, when
0: we were talking, uh, oh, maybe it was a week or so ago when we were scheduling this. I think you you said that the, before the COVID deal, uh, you came you 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 made like 20 trips to the U.S. back and forth in one year from Italy
2: yes uh, i'm uh, <laughs> yes, I fly pretty i fly I, yeah pretty hard. <laughs> it's like it has been my life, so I slowed down just for the pandemic and also because I'm involved in the process to make the hats, uh so I had to stay here to to figure it out right. how to make all these hats and uh Yeah, it it, it has been tough for everybody. You know, this pandemic, you cannot say it is not a thing, especially when you are in between two countries. But yeah, everything is getting slowly better. And uh, we're very positive, very, very positive also because, you know, I can count on people that are great in their jobs and uh, they're happy for the hats and the... and they, they can definitely supply the American market Yeah. as a start. Yeah.
0: Now, I know that uh, obviously you love cowboy hats, and I've seen you wearing a lot of them. Were you involved in, like, uh, Western lifestyle as growing up as a child, or was your, was your father or family?
2: Sure. I mean, right now I'm wearing this, like, big white open crown hat, but, you know, I figured that I don't like to kind of wear a tag, you know, you kind of put a tag on people in general. I think that we are, we can be more than one character in our lives. Uh, so, yeah, I can rock this hat, but when I need a good hat to ride my horse and checking stuff around, I use a cowboy hat. It depends on the need, you know. I think a hat in general is a, for me, is a symbol of self-expression. Self-expression? I mean, if I express myself with a hat, that's a big symbol because it's your face, it's very important, and it's sitting up on your head. So it has to express something. And, um, you know, when you wear a cowboy hat, there's everything involved about the Western tradition and uh, the values of a cowboy hat. It should be like you know, passion for land and uh, working hard and uh, all these things that are involved around a cowboy hat. Also the, you know, the the culture in general, the, the values. Yeah. And um, I get that. And, you know, those are values that are uh, internationally recognized, yes. I think. Yeah. So... Yeah. And that's why the Western tradition is spreading around the world because those are values that are, you know, you can find really good people that are sharing the same cowboy Western values through, through the world. You know, we have a very deep tradition here in farming, ranching. Yeah. Um, we just have less land than in America. Uh, so... But in the past, I studied like uh, the ranching part of what we had here in Italy. And in Tuscany, there are uh, people that are still working cows there. And it's a very deep tradition in there. They are called Maremmani, it's like butteri. Mm-hmm. That that's the name and um, they, they work with cows all the day and uh, they wear classic fedora but I saw pictures of them uh, through the decades in the past and they you know when they are working on cows they just look like you know an old picture of American cowboys they are so similar and you cannot really tell. Uh, and so, you know, those are values and uh, way of living that are pretty, pretty similar. And um, I committed to that long time ago. And uh, my family always had horses. And um, my father is very, very passionate in horse, horses in general. We started with uh, Argentinian horses. Right when I was very young. So I was raised on, I was raised on a horseback. Uh, yeah, I think I started at two years old, kind of the deal. And then, yeah, we always had horses. Now we have quarter horses. We do a little bit of reining, but you know, as a passion, it's nothing serious, <laughs> not in competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, not me myself, <laughs> the horse probably, not <laughs> <Right>. me. Uh, <laughs> the horse is doing that. And yeah, that's it. Uh, I supported my family and I've been involved in the hat deal since I was very, very young. And I helped them selling hats, traveling around Europe um, because we attend a lot of Western shows and events and also horse shows in general, hunting shows Mm -hmm. around Europe. So I always follow them because I wanted to kind of be with them and uh, and uh, I kind of felt in love since young age for this product and um, and here we are and yeah I mean I studied also a lot so in between this work family work I also had to study a bunch of management. Yes yeah
0: <laughs> yeah well there's a, there's a whole business side to it too as well but uh, to your point about we can be multiple characters in terms of uh, who we are in life. I, you know, I, I agree with you hundred percent. And I mean, that's why my podcast is called the modern cowboy. Uh, I love really nice suits. I love nice watches. I love nice shoes. Um, you know, and that's the thing that intrigued about your company, you know, just being in Italy, cause there are so many, it, it, Italy just has a history for, you know, fine silks, fine suits, fine leathers, but like you were saying too, uh, just the iconic figure of the cowboy is—it's a—it's a worldwide embraced, you know, um, concept, you know, and so uh, I, I just think it's—I uh, I think you—you—you you, you, you said that perfectly about why why we do, why we are so enamored with it.
2: Yeah, I yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> so now let's in terms of making hats. I know that like some people, they get like blanks, you know, some companies they'll get blanks, you know, of these hats where it's just a real, I, I don't know what you would call it, but just a, you know, the, the crown and the brim, but it's really flimsy, I guess. I'm not sure how they come. Uh, and I, I don't know if, 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 do you guys make your own blanks too? Do you guys do that whole process or do you get your blanks from other places? Or am, am I even saying that right?
2: Well, they're called, we call them, I mean, you, Um, We call them head bodies. Okay, that's right.
0: Okay, got you.
2: They come come as a cone. Um, Well, from a skin or, you know, from the animal to the finished product, there are so many steps to make it done. So normally, so there are three big processes. There is a part of the process that is about um, prepare the four right. and um, that's all the four deal because that's where uh, in the past the mercury was involved right. in the preparation of the four because um, you need something to let the, the four group together so that's the first part prepare the four and then after that there is the part in which from the four you come to this uh, head body. Right. And after that, there is the part in which you build the head. Some companies have the last, these two processes together. Some other company just do the head, you know, the building of the head part. Right. And uh, I believe in specialization in general. So... I think that there are great companies that, you know, spend years and years invested a lot of time in developing technologies to be proficient in some parts of this entire deal. Right. So nowadays uh, I'm very happy of some of my suppliers in that part. Gotcha. And uh, our company is very small. I mean, is small compared to how this part this process is very very intensive so you need to have a lot of lot of working forces and machineries and uh yeah it's a process that involves a hundred and hundred people so to make it like gotcha perfect gotcha so we do the last part that is like uh it's pretty intensive i promise you
0: gotcha um, i got you yeah so yeah because i i'd heard that i heard that there was just companies that uh you know that specialize in just building the bodies and that like in the states here i know that i at least i've heard this that there's only like a, a couple different companies that build bodies and a lot of a lot of companies get their bodies from the same from the same company and then they build the hat from there
2: yeah yeah it- it's a choice, and uh, there are there are few suppliers of hat bodies in the world. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, they, they are in Europe. There are some in South America, North America, uh, Africa, and uh, of course Asia. Yeah. But depends what you need, you right. know. And uh, also, a good hat maker knows what to buy, and you know they follow also specific requests. So it's more build your, to build my hat, I need a certain body that is developed just for me through years of studies on how to make it done. And then, and then that's what allows us to do the other part of the process in the way we do. And there are, different ways in which you can make hats with different machines right um, it depends every company has a different way to build hats yeah. we make them our way So.
0: hey you you, you did mention something i just got to bring this up uh you mentioned like they used to use mercury they don't use mercury anymore in the hats because that that old that old saying you know mad as a hatter uh from using the mercury mm-hmm. like even with dentists used to use a lot of mercury for fillings and stuff and and uh so what what do they replace Mercury with and was Mercury used as a binder, do you know, or it's a secret. It's a secret?
2: Well it's it's oxygen based, but it's a secret. It's uh yeah, it's a formula. Every every company has a different one and uh it makes a difference in how the, the bodies are and yeah.
0: Gotcha. But so they don't is- so they don't use
2: you know what? makers are so jealous of their processes. It's like,
0: yeah,
2: you know <laughs> That's we have to think, Yeah, our secret.
0: That's too funny. So um Winnie, now I, I know you were gonna try to make it back out here uh this I think this month, but that that didn't work out right.
2: Oh, because uh I have to stay here to make more hats. <laughs> Since the NFR is moving to Dallas this year, we are going to be, you know, I have most of my um, retailers are in that area. So we're working on making restocks and uh, set everything up. Also because I'm not that flexible to fly. I used to fly every month, you know, going back and forth. But with this coronavirus, I'm trying to stay here as much as I can and be in America as much as I can when I I will be there. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I can fly back because I definitely have everything I need. I have a visa and uh, I just need to stay here a little more, not to be back too soon.
0: Gotcha. Now, um, so what, what part of Italy are you guys in, actually?
2: Northwest. Like north west. Okay. it's on a yeah. It's a it's a nice area. It's a it's a hill country, wine country, uh, truffle country, and uh, we are in between the sea. We're 35 minutes far from the uh-huh. sea, and an hour and a half far from the Alps, and uh, an hour far from Milan. Yeah, like in between everything. Yeah. That, that's nice being in Italy, it's something amazing because whatever you want to do, you have everything closed, you know. It's like,
0: yeah,
2: I don't have 10 hours to go to ski,
0: yeah, very nice. Well, I one of my wife's favorite movies is uh, Under the Tuscany Sun, so and and, and then and then she uh loves that other cooking show, uh, I think it's Giardia, and she's over there in uh, Capri, so we've we've got to we've got to come over there. We've got to go to Tuscany and we've got to go to Capri as well, I guess. So, and 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 we love wine too. Uh, actually, we had small vineyard and we used to make wine uh, when we were in Cal. Oh, you? Yeah, when we were you yeah have? when we were in California. Uh, so uh, so we got to come over there and, and enjoy some of your your wine as well.
2: Oh, if you're welcome. It's red wine. It's like really good red yeah. wine. Barolo barbaresco all the really fine red wine comes from here
0: yeah well whenever we're out at a restaurant i always and, and they they come up and they want to they ask you know if we want anything to drink i always say um i'd like a bottle of lafitte 82 and that's a that's a line from a movie called the family man and uh and in, in in the movie the wife says you know that's an 800 hundred dollar bottle of wine well i they're more than that i guess now because i've looked them up but anyway so that's just my line i don't even know what i'm saying half the time but uh, I, do love, I do love a nice cab and uh, with a nice cigar. I don't know. I'm getting off track now, but I'm just I'm fantasizing about coming to Italy and wearing Armani suits and,
1: we'll and my,
0: Takino, my Takino fedora.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Why not a top hat? Yeah,
0: exactly. And a derby. I'll wear them all. I think it's very cool. <laughs> so uh what do you what do you do for uh for excitement outside of building hats and and being an international traveler do you uh do you have any other hobbies uh that that uh you want to share with us
2: well in the last three years i've been very involved in the hat making view and uh traveling around like 20 days it's like it was my holiday time, <laughs> like I would on a flight, but yeah, I am very passionate in horses and uh, nature in general, so I ride horses as much as I can when I'm not making hats, and uh, I love to hike, so I'm, yeah, I like to spend time around, like hiking through mountains everywhere, and travel, I mean, I also spent in the last three years a lot of time uh, through the United States. So I have friends with ranches up in the north in Wyoming and Montana. So I spent some time there and, you know, I learned a lot because i am I never been in a working ranch, branding cows and uh, and that's, yeah, that's so exciting. It's like, it's for, for an Italian, i never been... They're helping working it was amazing and uh and then i also travel around america i've been in los angeles and all these you know big towns new york and um i just travel to learn That's that's my passion yeah. traveling in general is another big passion because that's the best way to learn and uh and, you know, I, I like to travel, yeah. I like to learn, I like to
0: listen. And, and, and you love uh, pastas, too, because I, I think we were talking about this before the show, because we, we were going to we try to get the podcast scheduled last week, and something came up, and it actually worked out better for both of us. Uh, but you, 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 it was, because over there right now, I mean, here in Arizona, it's, what time is it? It's like 11.30 or, or 10.30 or something. What time is it in Italy right now?
2: 7:30. It's almost dinner time again. Yeah, yeah. So, like last
0: time, you messaged me, and we were we were gonna, you know, get it scheduled, and then you you said, hey, you know, can we do it maybe later or reschedule? Because you had dinner, uh, you were going to dinner with friends, and and what what again was the uh, was the the meal that you said I can't pass up? It
2: was risotto with white truffle. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it it, it has been great. You have to come. <laughs> you have to come here next
0: time <laughs> yeah well believe me my wife is has been uh, telling me we need to come over there so we're defi- definitely when this uh pandemic thing gets uh, gets over we'll we're going to definitely plan our our Europe trip um so you know mentioning truffles what what do, what are truffles exactly do you do you have a big understanding of truffles i mean i, I know they're used for cooking and and
2: uh, uh yeah uh it's a part of a radius of a tree Mm -hmm. so they grow under certain kind of trees and uh, and there are dogs that are raised and trained to hunt them so really yeah so, and there are two different kinds of truffles. The white truffle is the more expensive one. And um, and they're com- they, they come from just this area in Italy. Mm-hmm. So um, in Alba, that is 30 minutes far from here. Um, and there is a big tradition and those kind of, you know, you saw, you saw them, yeah. I guess. Uh, they are so pretty expensive. <laughs> Yeah. if you don't have a friend that you know go hunt them
0: so so you
2: and sometimes you
0: after. said that they actually they have dogs that are trained to to find these truffles
2: yeah. Yes. yes yes Yes. and you have to do it by at night because they grow you they grow with uh, you know cold wet weather right. so every three or four you Know there are times in during the, the week and the days where to go hunt them, and there is a battle around here because they're fighting for those truffles since they are so expensive right. like, uh, expensive. And they're, yeah, that that it's an old, it's an old word, it's <laughs> a lot, a lot.
0: Very interesting,
2: they are very tasty, there, yeah. and uh, there is a big tradition here, so the fight for the white truffle
0: very interesting well hey julia um we know what your favorite hat brand is taquino right oh
2: <laughs> i i mean i wear mine
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely how about uh, do you have now do you have a favorite brand of, of cowboy boots or boots
2: well there are a lot of amazing boot maker in america right and they are they they are all good friends <laughs>
0: <It's> a, you're <laughs> so. not going to pick one okay. i got you
2: no and by the way we have a line of boots too so i uh, i would say yeah i love cowboy boots yeah so you,
0: <laughs> so you guys i i i know that too you guys do have you have other uh, apparel and stuff you, so you you guys have boots do you guys make your boots there too or
2: no we no, not not personally. But we started making, like designing, boots for the European market right. about fifteen years uh-huh. ago. So we have a great supplier that works just with limited quantities for us and just few other brands, and um, and that's great. And they're based in Mexico. All the other products that we make are made in Italy, and. um we have uh, jackets and uh, outerwear and shirts, and those are small uh, factories that are working just basically just for us. Right. And um, because we diversified our brand, and um, I'm I'm start, you know I started working for the American market in the American market just three years ago, and we saw that, of course, people are liking our hats because it's our core business. It's what we are renowned for, but we have great Western wear products or, you know, outdoor products that are following the same lines of our hats, you know, uh, comfortable and uh, resistant and... uh, Made in italy. yeah
0: what? So. you know i think that's something too i mean with me anyway uh when, when i think of you know products made in italy i always think of high-end products so like when alan told me about your hats i and and told me about how much he liked them and your process and everything and then i looked into the company i thought you know i feel like uh it's a like it's a high-end product like i'm buying an italian suit or i'm buying a ferrari or something you know what i mean so i'm getting uh uh
2: well, made in Italy is uh, most of the time it's associating with it's associated with high quality in I can tell that Italians are great manufacturer mm-hmm. in general and uh, what I think that it, it doesn't really matter where a product is made but you know you have to kind of prove your quality right. every time you know you can be everywhere in the world also because you know i kind of have this mind thinking that we are more in a global environment and i think that if you make a good product uh, it shows you know it's like and uh, that's what we do that's our that's our product and we try to do our best and respecting Respecting products respect respecting the product that we are working with, too. respecting product, respecting people, respecting everybody and doing what we're good at and uh, and yes, we are Italian, so for now they are made in Italy yeah
0: very cool um, <clears throat> how about uh, how about do you have a, a favorite uh, western movie or cowboy movie
2: Oh, there are so many. Oh well I recently finished to watch the full Lans- Lans- oh, dove. Yeah. So good one. And uh and then uh, and then well we used to watch a bunch of spaghetti yes. western movies. <laughs> with Bud Spencer and Terence Well uh, we, we we just finished to make a collaboration with people that are promoting uh spaghetti western and western movies. Uh, we made like lamps with our hat on a top of um, a gun, uh-huh. so it was a interesting project, and yeah, it's very cool. And uh,
0: yeah, what, are you seeing is there is there like a resurgence of spaghetti westerns in Italy or something new? Yeah, I mean, it, it, in- is, like are spaghetti westerns are they are they uh, making like a, a a comeback in Italy or or is there a uh, you know a following of spaghetti westerns that uh, specifically viewed in Italy or or no
2: not not that I know in terms of movies like that kind of movie was like from a certain period in time right. it was like thirty years old and that's the fun it was like the fun part uh, we are we I mean people here are very interested in what is the real deal, right. you know. It's like America mm-hmm. now, and they are interested to follow, you know, your the NFR, PBR, and um, we have we have a lot of people that are very interested in um, in Western music. It's like um, can, yeah, country music is it's something here, and uh, and they dance, they dance a yeah. lot. <laughs> They line dance. They they dance, they line dance a lot here. Uh, it's like it's fun. It's fun to watch. Very cool. But, you know, an interpretation of American lifestyle, Western lifestyle through dance. You know.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, if if people uh, want to check you out, what's your what's the website for Takino Hats again?
2: Uh, Takino.it. dot is like uh, our uh, website for the European market. Uh, we are like facing the American market just through our retailers Sorry. and uh, through shows. But yeah, eventually the product can be shown through the Kino.it. Yeah. And then it- we, ship, we ship internationally, but, you know, since it's so... Mm, high hand product i mean it's a an important product the cowboy right. hat especially uh, i decided we decided to go through people that can take care of the product and uh, fit the hat in the proper way customize the hat in in front of the customer so
0: yeah. do you guys have any locations in the in arizona that that carries your hats or
2: not at the moment not at the moment we're starting, yeah, I mean, uh, I just finished. I mean, I have account mainly in the forward Dallas right. area. And uh, we're on shows. I've been, at, um, we've been in Vegas uh, and um, I do the Black Hills talk show. And uh, I have customers in California and uh, North Carolina and uh, yeah. Mainly in Texas, right. uh, I think that uh, most of the time is where everything starts, and then right. also because you know I spend a lot of time in Dallas. In term, I mean, I just noticed that maybe it's not you know completely correct, but in terms of trends, especially in this Western uh, where kind of deal, the, uh, there are some of the biggest trends that are starting from from that area. A reason why I think you know probably the Dallas Market Center is, uh, is going to be a good opportunity for us. Oh, I just finished. I just forgot to mention that uh, we just open a. We're going to open a permanent showroom at the Dallas Market Center on the 14th floor and um, we'll meet in January, everybody. So for the Visa Market um, good deal. and see you in Dallas.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I, you're right. I mean, Texas does uh really kind of set the set the bar for uh all of the new stuff and traditions too in in the western cowboy and rodeo culture, but uh in my podcast, I have a huge huge listener base in in out of Texas as well, so uh it, it definitely is kind of the the epicenter um, of uh of the cowboy and western world for sure.
2: Well, I have time and yeah, you're welcome people everybody to ask if you want my hats to your local western store to carry them. So maybe you'll have my hats in Arizona too soon. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, and, and if people want to follow you on, on Instagram, what's what's your Instagram handle?
2: It's Takino Hatco. Takino, I think. Yeah, yeah you'll find okay. me.
0: All right, well perfect. Well, um, I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to coming to Italy, but I'll probably see you over here in the states before I get I get to Italy because you're going to be here uh, in in Texas in when January you said or or are you coming to, you're coming to no, NFR.
2: I'll be back at the end yeah by the end of November and uh, I'll stay there for three four months and um, well come come see us come see us if you can in December. Yeah. Are you planning to come to the NFL? Yeah, we're
0: thinking about it. You know, we're just we're kind of getting things lined out, so we might buzz down there for a day or two. I guess it will be yeah. fun.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. And I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get me. Uh, I I texted you or I, I messaged you that other that picture that one hat. I think it's a sand color, but I, I got to get me one of those taquino uh, hats. Like and Alan had it. It was what posted he did. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll,
2: we'll we'll figure it I out. Gotta,
0: you gotta try yeah no absolutely absolutely so i get (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure well julia thanks so much for for coming on i really appreciate it really enjoyed it um i love the hat you're wearing looks super cool and uh look forward to to meeting you in person and and uh watching you guys continue to grow
2: Yes, thanks for asking me, and it uh, was a pleasure. It was, it's one of my first interview, so hope I did a good oh, job. Oh, yeah, no,
0: you're fantastic. You're, you're awesome. It, it's funny because a lot of people do their first interviews on, on my podcast for some reason, so now you're probably going to have a lot more. But, uh, yeah, you, you, were, you were amazing. Really enjoyed it, uh, you know, and uh, we'll have to do it again sometime here in the future.
2: Yeah, Whenever. And talk soon and see you soon.
0: Okay, thanks a lot, huh?
2: Cowboys and cowgirls
1: at. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up on rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends. At the rope and pen. We got them rusted out pickups And fancy rigs $20,000 horses Then there's my own stick Although we're all the same The minute we ride in To the rope and pen. I can tell someday I just might be. We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies. Kick back in the saddle and philosophize. Most of life's problems yeah. We're gonna solve down at the rope and. Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke Just ask Clint what he paid to rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pen And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack You can back it up Oh, but we're all friends a few more lies, drink another beer, and hypothesize most of life's problems, by God, we're gonna solve them down at the Rope and Pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the Rope and Pen.